0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Procurement Foundry's 10-Year Talk. We're so excited to be able to introduce this this show to you. It's 15 minutes of bite sized information, same five questions every single week to help you get a good idea of some great expertise from some seasoned veterans that have the scars to prove it. I'm your host, Katie McEwen, and I'm so excited to be here with you all today. We are live every Friday at noon Eastern, and I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. Uh, she is a personal hero of mine. She's a rock star in this space, and she's flipping the world of procurement and supply chain upside down. So excited to introduce you, Dr. Eloise Epstein. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Oh my God, it is my pleasure to be here, and thank you for such a kind introduction.
0: I'm excited to learn about you and your role and what's going on right now.
1: Well, I'm. I, let me just say I'm excited to be here. I think this show is Awesome. I, I saw your first one and when it came out, it was really <laughs> compelling. So I, I, to be on your show uh, as a guest, I'm like thrilled.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for that. That's such an honor coming from you. So I really appreciate it. So yeah. So what's your role like right now? I know that you're mm-hmm. you're uh, at Carney at right now and, and doing that, but you're also everywhere on LinkedIn. You're across the world of procurement supply chain doing all kinds of speaking engagements and interviews and and podcasts?
1: Yeah, so so for those that don't know me, I'm, I'm a vice president at Kearney and I do procurement and supply chain future-looking strategies around digital. Uh, I know that's a mouthful, but um, I do a very specific thing. It's, it's procurement, it's supply chain, um, or it's digital as applied to procurement and supply chain. And I really, my, my brand, my expertise, my experience is around looking at how digital is disrupting these traditional functions. And, and I, as I like to say, and I also like to talk a lot, but uh, I like to say 2020 is the greatest time to be in procurement. It, if you look back at the last 20 years, this, this m- function has gone through a maturity process. And now as we look at the next decade, even with COVID, looking at the next decade, we have a young generation of people like yourself that are coming up. Uh, it's a very diverse uh, group and a very passionate group. And if you look at all the activity, you know, on LinkedIn, not only, are, you know, uh, around, you know, what, what we're talking about or what you see, you know, um, in general, but you, you see procurement foundry, you see, Um, new voices, Uh, it's it's a great time. To me, the next decade is full of opportunities.
0: Oh, I completely agree. It seems like procurement has hit the center stage and procurement processes are finally getting the attention of CEOs and stakeholders. And it's really moving the needle uh, with procurement and procurement process. Yeah, I think that's so true. You've had tremendous success in this space. What would you say is the number one mentor or coach or, or boss that inspired your road to success? So who is the the mentor in your life, that number one coach or boss that influenced your, your path to success?
1: Well, as a, any good consultant, I'll take the question and redirect it into the question I wanna answer. Uh, <laughs> But um, I, I, I would have to say that, 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 that a huge key to my success has happened over the last year. And it, it started with me coming out and what the firm has done to support me. And probably one of the, the most important uh, things that they've done is they set up a team to support me and actually ensure my success. Coming out in a high value management consulting firm is not an easy thing just logistically because there's a lot of clients, there's a lot of client relationships. And so Carney really stepped up and they, they dedicated a team of eight people, uh, senior consultants or, or you know my, my peers to help me through my transition. And that team was amazing. I have to tell you that each one of those eight people ensured my success on a day-to-day basis, both leading up to my announcement, but also after it. And then this has happened actually more broadly in my external network of, of people that are working on my behalf. And, and in some ways, I want to say publicly, thank you, um, because it is scary. It is, um, it's hard at uh, many times. And to know that you know, people really will, will rally behind you, that, that has been probably in the last year, the biggest key to my success.
0: To know that you are loved, valued and supported, being in the position that you are, I'm sure is everything. Um, but I love you and I support you. And uh, if you ever need anything from me, I'm here for you.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate you saying that. That means a lot, thank you. Of course. Totally. So
0: what's the most innovative thing that you're seeing in the space right now? What is 2020? Why does it have you so excited?
1: Probably the biggest innovation that I've seen is, is is around sustainability. And I don't mean the actual execution of it. I mean the strategy around it. And it's And I know sustainability is the last thing on everybody's mind at the moment. But... I th- I would argue it, it's it was a it was a huge strategic objective prior to COVID, and I would argue it will come back. And what I see is is a lot of procurement actually can influence sustainability in a massive way, whether it's digitizing paper, whether it's providing alternative options. You know, when you you go to do a requisition, you know, and you you go through a tool like buyer quest and you can have the option to do do, choose a sustainable option you can start to influence very tactical and very real um you know impact and and i like to say that you know you you set up a, a cost savings meter and we do a lot of cost savings well you can also set one up for sustainability so that every time a requisitioner makes a green choice you should, you know, that dial should move up. And every time we digitize a paper invoice, that dial should move up. And, and then we can keep going up the value chain, right? And we can go into sourcing and every, you know, sourcing event should include a sustainable choice in the coefficient. And guess what? You know, we start doing awards with a sustainable choice. Maybe we pay 2% more, but we made the sustainable choice. And guess what that meter starts running and onboarding of you know suppliers that that do sustainability and all of that drives that meter up and then then you do the breakthrough innovation and that's where understanding your supply base and their capabilities all of that then starts to really move the sustainability needle And, and i would say that that comprehensive vision is 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 not or that comprehensive strategy is not because any one person is doing it. It's not one consulting firm. It's not one technology. It's an amalgamation of of everybody coming together to drive sustainability forward. And that's probably the best innovation I've seen, uh, aside from procurement foundry, because I probably would have said the same thing. And I know Mark said that. So
0: that's true well it's building a a solid foundation not only is it about sustainability but it's also about relationships and networking you know because you're not going to know about those those practices unless you're you're networked and you know reaching out to you know friends and and practitioners in the industry so yeah that's great so what is one unique thing about you that nobody in this industry probably knows about (laughs) your friends and family can know but something that's unique to you
1: my undergrad degree is in theater. Um, so, okay, I got you. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's shocking. That's yeah. shocking. So, uh, did you do a lot of uh, plays after college, or?
1: So I got it out of college. So I so I, I was directionless coming out of high school, and um, and I, I went to junior college for two years and was doing theater there in, in a really good theater program, and then transferred. So, uh, and so by the way, going the junior college route, hey, it worked out for me because I ended up with a PhD and two master's degrees, so. Uh, wow. Uh, but, um, uh, and, and I was doing theater because I enjoyed it. And, and sort of like you were talking about relationships, I was developing good relationships and friendships and, um, and I worked backstage doing production management. And, and so, yeah, we're really getting into things people don't know about me. Um, <laughs> I've never said this publicly, um, but then I, then I went to work um, in, in touring the, the country, working with dance companies, doing their uh, production management.
0: Fascinating. Um, yeah. Wow. I would have never guessed that. That's so interesting. And it's mm-hmm. interesting how those skills paved the way for your success. You know, I'm sure you tap into that at some point, especially with doing things like this, you know, preparing for the camera, preparing for speaking engagements. I mean, theater's all about pulling in that confidence and showcasing it for an audience. And you do that very well.
1: Well, thank you. Well, it, and it's exactly as you said, right? Theater has really helped me in storytelling, right? And ultimately, especially as we talk about data and analytics and even strategy, it's all about the story. And so, being able to clearly and concisely tell a story and bring it to life—that's probably the skill that has helped me the most. And and I'll just give you another. Apparently, this is just open up. At, you know, and oh yeah. everything. But what, what I but I do talk about this a fair sometimes is is I work with a public speaking coach, and um, I work every week and so so I, I i appreciate you saying that but it's also because i work on it very hard and i have been doing that for three years because i was a a lazy speaker before and I, and i've gone through this journey with with my public speaking coach to get better to refine my storytelling um and then just this another little piece i actually um, do, uh, solo performance where I write and talk about my experience, um, in in, as a trans woman. So, uh,
0: fascinating.
1: so, um, so my last performance, uh, I, uh, talked about the difference of traveling as a man and traveling as a woman and, uh, or, or traveling as a pretend male and, and, and as a woman and the differences, and, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, where
0: can I see it? Is it on the internet or Yeah, there,
1: there is a there's a link. I I uh I if anybody wants to see.
0: We'll post it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I love so that. You got
1: some really good information that I've never told really publicly.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to check that out. Well, I'm sure you're wonderful and I'm sure it's hilarious. Uh yeah, I can't wait to check that out. So, what advice would you give to, you know, Folks that are trying to claw up the ranks, people that that want to have the sort of success that you've had, uh, what advice would you give them?
1: I think probably specialize in something and be good at it. Don't pretend. Don't if you don't know something, you don't know it, and either go figure it out, go Google it in the background, or or um, you know uh, do whatever you have to do, but but don't pretend because in this era of of hyper-transparency, it's easy to figure out when somebody doesn't know what they're doing uh, or, or or what they, they don't know. Because we're in an era where expertise, you pay premiums for expertise, and if you don't have that, googling that or reading off a, a, a playbook isn't going to get it done. Yeah. Like you need the experience and however you get it and um, this is why I mentor people and, and just help people along because I want them to not make that mistake. And, um, and so I think that, and then the other one is storytelling and and I would say authentic storytelling because oftentimes it's very easy to tell the story you think you want, they want to hear, you know, others want to hear. Um, but that doesn't create meaningful connections and relationships and being honest and transparent and even if it's scary and and you know as a queer person and and i talk to a lot you know a fair amount of queer people like it's like it's a hard decision to open up to complete strangers about being different and although i don't really have that choice um my 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 queerness kind of comes before I even open my mouth. And when I open my mouth, it becomes obvious. But, but even so, there are others, you know, that it, it, it's hard to decide to make that decision on being authentic. And whatever your authenticity is, you know, whatever whatever the, the realness in your life is, hiding that doesn't serve you. Like it's, you know, we have, like mental health, if you, I was talking to, to somebody earlier, like, if you have mental health problems, that's a real, you know, it's a real thing. And and that you shouldn't feel ashamed about it. Absolutely. And that's what I've learned is, is that makes the human connections.
0: Yeah, own it. Own who you are. It's not about faking it till you make it. It's about being who you are and using that as a catalyst to connect with other people.
1: Yeah, and you've done that so well. Well, thank you, but guess what? Everybody has it, right? It's just because you're an executive doesn't mean you've all of a sudden stopped being human, right? right? It's it's like, you know, uh, the executives have kids. They have stressors in their lives. They have some have mental illness. Some are queer. Some are you know, you know, fill in the blank. So, like, why not connect with them on a human level?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It makes you it makes you authentic, it makes you more human. And that's, that's what we're all trying to do is just connect as human beings and, and be the most successful that we can possibly be. So thank you so much for that. You are incredible. You are such a great uh, inspiration to all of us. And we're so thankful that you joined the show today. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who tuned in. We're so grateful for you and your time. Everyone go out there and have a very blessed week. Thank you. Thank you.